0: Hello, everyone. God bless you and welcome today to Terry Mize Ministries More Than Conquerors program. We are delighted to have you here with us today.
1: Yeah, I don't know about you and everybody else, but I'm having a lot of fun. Me too. Just to sit around and talk about the Word and talk oh, about our, our, the dominion that God gave us yes, and expects yes. us to operate in and uh, the spiritual authority and the faith. Um, That's right. Hey, hey I'm. I'm happy it's a hog in a turnip patch.
0: <laughs> well, that's lifestyle. And that's what we want to help you with here the day to day as we serve the Lord. So if you'll just uh, take a little break here, we'll be right back and talk to you about it again.
1: So all of heaven is watching the earth all the time, looking for a man or a woman that's going to use the Word of God, that's going to speak the Word of God, that's going to move on the Word of God. And when they do, heaven moves.
0: Okay, here we go. We're going to talk about some good stuff again here. I, I think on the last program, Terry, too, we were talking about how, um, you know, we got started and learning. We were in our 20s, mm-hmm. early oh, yeah. early to middle 20s, and we um, each had two children. And our spouses, uh, we each had two little boys, and our spouses, uh, were, we were with them learning the Word of God. And uh, this was a long time ago, and we d- really didn't have a whole lot of teaching. We had some, some folks teaching the Word of God along that time, but there weren't the books and the oh no,
1: seminars no. The Bible and the TV schools. programs. <laughs> the Bible schools. <laughs> yeah,
0: the Bible schools. Well, and, you know, Renee, and the mentoring. We, we didn't we, have any of that. We
1: were all four of us you know jackie and i and you and dean we were christians right we were spirit-filled christians Yes, we were uh we were committed we were faithful we loved god from
0: great churches. we could have
1: continued to live the way we had been raised in right. the way right. we had been taught we, right. were, we were raised in great churches but yet it was that old uh uh old thinking or old line teaching i guess about how well you never know what god's going to do you don't right. know the will of god well maybe god will maybe god won't yeah. if you get sick maybe god made you sick or maybe mm-hmm. it's the will of god to make you sick or maybe right. god's teaching you something you know we could continue to live that way without right. that wasn't bad uh wasn't a bad life we lived that way right. and 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 other people have but we just started getting a hunger for there's got to be something more. I mean, I would right. sit in my pew at my church. and like, I know there's more than this. Yeah. And I'd hear the missionaries come through. And oh, my goodness. You know, God had spoken to me when I was 13 years old. And he had said to me, you're a missionary. And that's all he said. You're a missionary. Yeah. And I knew that was my assignment for the rest of my life. I knew, right. that, I knew that it wasn't that day. I mean, I was 13 years old, and I knew Mom and Dad wouldn't let me go of be a missionary. Course, right. uh, but I knew this will be my assignment for the rest of my life, and so I, I knew what I was going to do. Uh, where with you, you were going to go to, you decided, uh, uh, you, you had some job opportunities model and model and invitations and other things, but you said, look, I want to serve God, Right. so I'm going to go to Bible school, and you chose to go, or was led to go <laughs> to a right. Pentecostal Bible school old. in San Antonio. And at that time, you're, you're, Lofty imagination was all the church would allow for a woman right. to do. Was either well, to be a true. missionary right. or to be a pastor's wife. Right. To play the piano, to sing, you know, to help your, right. to help your husband. Yeah. And so you went with that in mind. Uh, I was going along with my thing in mind, but both of us were saying, "There's got to be more than this." And right. then, of course, Dean, Dean was raised in Lakewood Church and he was learning different things. And, and he was in the same position. Jackie hadn't been in church all her life. But whenever she married me, she just locked in right. and, and kind of looked to me to teach her. So I was teaching her. But yet I thought, dear Lord, if I'm going to teach her, I need to learn some more. <laughs> and so then I knew we were going That's to right. Mexico as right. missionaries. And so I actually got rid of our television uh, and just uh, somebody bought me a brother, Kenneth Hagin's, um, three but he had three big books back at the time Right. they later turned Wonderful into, into lessons and taught per, yes. per lesson right. uh, 26 lessons which is six months if you do it once a week. but at that time they weren't lessons they were just big oh, books they were, they were about like, this tall yeah you know they're almost like, like an eight, eight by ten yeah. or 11 and a half by 12 uh, yeah. 13 and a half, uh, nice. workbook and one of them was blue, one of them was red, one of them was green and one and the blue one was on faith right you know the red was awesome. on on uh, the power the, the gifts of the holy spirit and the green Money was on spirit. prayer right. and uh at that time they cost five dollars and best I tell you, a friend of mine bought investment. me those, and I've told him so many times over the years, that's the best $5 investment you ever made no in your life. No joke. Because I took that blue one. Now, I majored right. on the blue one, the faith one, because I knew we were about to go to Mexico. Yeah, right. and no I knew joke. we was going to have to eat and, and stay alive. I developed. And I thought, man, I need some faith. Right. And I would sit, so I got rid of our television, and I would read that blue book to Jackie every night. Every night. Every night of the world, I'd sit there and read that blue book. And they were so big, the pages were so wide, <laughs> that if you didn't watch it, your eyes would start dropping down to doing other lines. I'd have to get a straight edge and put a straight edge on it so I could stay oh. on. And, and we, and Jackie told Brother Hagen. oh, a year or two later, three years later, maybe we were eating eating lunch with uh, uh, Kenneth and Aretha Hagen, Brother and Sister Hagan. And uh, Jackie said to, to Brother Hagan then she said, Dad, she said, that blue book, yeah. Besides the Bible, that blue book is what got us to Mexico, kept us healed, kept us alive, I believe uh, and made it. us a success. I believe because it. Because faith began to grow on in the inside of us. And uh, uh, by this time, now we had heard Brother Hagan, mm-hmm. and by this time we had heard Brother Copeland, Kenneth right. Copeland. And, uh, and so we're, I'm saying, wow, that's what God's showing me. Right. You know, so here somebody believes what I believe. Exactly. And uh, I remember the first time I took Jackie to a Kenneth Copeland meeting. It would have been, oh, s- 1972. We'd just gotten out of the Army. And because, uh, and, uh, you know, I got drafted on my wedding day. So when right. Jackie and I got drafted, I uh, got married. I also got drafted the same day. So we had to do a stint in the Army. And um, w- when we got out of the Army, then I took her to a 10th COVID meeting. And there wasn't a lot of people there. There were just maybe a few right. hundred. It wasn't it was a huge meeting. And um, it's in a much bigger building than, than there were people. And and Jackie started crying one night during one, that three-day meeting. And I looked at her and I said, what are you crying about, baby? And she said, I'm just so excited that all these people <laughs> believe what you believe. She said, that you're not the only one that believes this. No, that's and, right. And I looked around at that crowd and I said, don't kid yourself, baby. All these people don't believe this. <laughs> but I said, I do. And I'm yeah. going to lock into it and we're going to live by it.
0: Over 20 years ago, Terry and Jackie Mize began the Jackie Mize International Children's Foundation, we say JMICF, and we wanted to talk to you today and invite you to join and work with us in a worldwide effort to minister, help, and deliver, really, children from around the world. We work with orphanages, even human trafficking centers. We work to help widows and displaced women and we are working daily um, more than ever before because there's so many great needs around the world to work with orphanages and to help children that are really in desperate, dire need. I found two verses in the Bible, Proverbs 24, 11, that says, deliver those who are drawn away to death and those who totter to the slaughter Hold them back from their doom. And then in Proverbs thirty one, it says that we have got to speak up for those who don't have anyone to speak up for them. You know, JMICF wants to do this all year long, so we invite you to help us. And then also TMN, we take care of all the administrative costs also for JMICF, as well as Terry Uh, in his traveling ministry. So we are so grateful for anyone that can give us a partnership (laughs) endorsement and help us reach the world through JMICF. God bless you and thank you again.
1: Mexico and we didn't we, we didn't have any sport. right we didn't have any money we didn't have any bank accounts we didn't have any credit cards I mean God just said go and we just packed our bags and went and uh, in fact uh uh I ought to give Matt uh, uh a picture I came across just this week of Jackie holding Lynn Lynn's yes. now 50 holding Lynn in her arms and we were getting into a, a single engine airplane a Cessna 206 single wow. engine airplane because a friend of mine from from oklahoma called me in texas and he said i hear you're about to go to mexico uh to live there you embark on a missionary lifestyle and i said yeah i am he said how are you going and i said i'm not real sure how i'm going i didn't read the real truth was i had no clue because we had no money and so I'm, I'm and we had no car and right. so I, I just said well i hadn't decided how we're going there. And he said well i'll tell you what he said you know i'm a pilot and got an airplane a six place single engine airplane six seater and he said uh, if you'll pay the gas for it i'll fly you to mexico i'll fly you and jackie and the baby to mexico and i just don't know why i did but i said okay and i said uh how much of the gas to fly down there and he he figured it up and called me back and i think it's 250 dollars yeah. for gas to fly there round trip to mexico and back <laughs> It's way South of Mexico, Oaxaca, Washington. Mexico. And I've often said Oaxaca is not the end of the world, but it's certainly visible from there. And so we flew to Oaxaca, Mexico, in the single engine Cessna, and uh, and I found that picture the other day. I'll I'll try to get it to Matt before he airs this program, and and uh, it's it's a it's a cool throwback. It is. Picture. It's wonderful. But anyway, we we got down there, Renee, with no money. We had fifty dollars by the time we landed in Oaxaca. He, he I flew down, that. And, and I had no money to pay him. But yeah. the night before he got there, he, he we made arrangements. Said, He's going to come down, uh, land in our town. We're going to meet him, load up our goods. We can only take like 200 pounds or something yeah, in the yeah. airplane right. and load up our goods and go. And so uh, the night before, and I said, all right, I'll have the money for you. And the man, I was believing for it. I was confessing. It. I was calling it in. <laughs> and the night before he he picked us up that we left, someone handed me uh, 200 and I think $250. I think it's $200 with the gas, and he gave me $250. Because when, when I got to walk, I ended up with $50 left. Right. So I paid him, and we flew to Mexico. Now, the first place we stopped in Mexico, the border, to, to clear customs and go through customs mm-hmm. and immigration, uh, the immigration and custom guys wouldn't let us come. They uh-huh. came out and looked at us, looked at me and Jackie and, and that baby, and looked at the pilot, and looked at that those boxes of stuff we had in the in the plane. And he said, you can't go into Mexico with that stuff. He said, you're missionaries. Wow. And I thought, this, this guy has discerning of spirits. The devil's anointing <laughs> him with some kind of discerning of spirits that he can tell missionaries. Wow. Because, he, because it's illegal to be a missionary in Mexico at that time. Right. And I uh, mean, we were just like, uh, uh, we were illegal aliens. <laughs> you know, We're crossing the border without permission. And so uh, uh, he, uh, he just said, you can't go, forget it, leave. Now, you know, I think most young couples, and had we not been in the word of faith trying to make this stuff work, I think we'd just ducked our heads and said, well, yeah, God, right. we thought you wanted to go to Mexico all these years, I thought you wanted, but I guess not, so we'll just go home. Well, that yeah. never entered my mind to go home. My yeah, mind was, my job is to get to Mexico. Obstacles. You know, Oral Roberts said to me years later, I didn't know this then, Oral Roberts and I became friends, and then he said to me one day at lunch, he said, Terry, he said, I've run my life by three principles. And He said, "Number one, you know the will of God. Right. Number two, don't confer with flesh and blood. Right. And number three, get your job done at all costs." Well, I was living that good way anyway before Oral ever told me that. But that's really good advice from an old good general. Advice. And so uh, I, Jackie looked at me and said, "What are we going to do?" I said, "We're just going to go to another border crossing." And so I told the pilot, Mark. I said, "The flies to the flies up the river here to." Uh, another crossing. Let's land there. So I don't know if it was at Laredo or Reynosa or Matamoros or, right. you know, one of those one of well, those border was, crossings. Yeah. And finally we got to one that said, uh, okay, you can go in, but only for 90 days. Now, they're supposed to give you six months. And he's only going to give it, no, no, not 90 days. I'm sorry. He gave us 30 days. He's only for 30 days. Wow. So they're supposed to give you six months, and instead he gave <laughs> us one month. And uh, so we we put our stuff back in the plane after they went through it all. And uh, flew down there, and then and then Mark left us, and we were in Mexico, but only for a month. Permission. So at the end of the month, we had to go get either leave the country and come back in, or go to the consulate in Mexico City, go to immigration and right. and, and, and and customs, and get permission to stay longer.
0: Well, and you can tell folks, you know, by some of these stories that we tell you, is that it, it was really a progressive learning curve on every dynamic that we faced in, in in our personal lives and in our marriage and with our children and then with our ministries that it was it was something that we literally uh, didn't quit. Well I was going to say that's donning. a common
1: denominator you and I talked about driving on that trip yeah. the other day we said we just didn't quit. We, just we refused didn't quit. to take no for an answer. No, we right. refused to back up and say oh well that didn't work.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, not working or an obstacle of can't find a border crossing at right. the moment. Uh, we just kept going at it. And, and I, if
1: the only obstacle is being impossible, then faith yeah, will get it done. Right.
0: <laughs> and so we just acted like, well, then we'll reconnoiter. We'll do something else. But it wasn't like, oh, well, this stuff doesn't work. Right. Or, and we never said, well, well that, I know that's in the Bible, but we just can't do it. You know, or, that doesn't apply for today. And to me, it was all about really just keep working at it because it seemed to me like verses all through the Bible were were just giving you one more clue to help you work it better yes. you know yes. that we started out with this amount of information but then in a month later we had more information exactly. and a month later and then six months later we had more information and we just kept perfecting an act of faith, mm-hmm. whether it was a prayer over a, a sick baby or if it was uh, we had to have $250, well, now now we're going to believe God for 300 or mm-hmm. $500. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Always go up. Always go Set up. Set your goal higher. And, and we would pay our tithes. We'd give offerings. Uh, we didn't act. We, we, made a, we made a commitment that we weren't going to act poor. That's right. We weren't going to act. Can't, you and,
1: can't talk prosperous and yeah. act poor. You can't talk healed and act sick.
0: No, that's right.
1: you, you, you got to line up your mouth and your, and your actions, and it, because we, faith demands action. action. It faith was a, without works is dead.
0: It was a daily discipline and a daily pursuit of going after the things of God and i think that's what distinguishes a lot of people uh, even us back then was that we really did love god Absolutely. and we really we weren't just trying to get the bills paid or just trying to get uh, our name up in lights or trying to have a ministry what we were what we wanted to do was serve god and help people and in the meantime be able to pay our bills and take care of our children. And it was it, it was just so simple It that, that that's all we were trying to do. And, uh, you know, people were so unnerved by this, whether it was in your family or a close friend or a church member or a church leader, uh, was that uh, the whole response to all of that is, well,
1: who do you think you are? Y'all Always are just... <laughs> they want to know who you think you are, because <laughs> that... our answer would, would make them mad because was we say, well, we think we're a child of God. Yeah. We think we're heir and join heir <laughs> with Jesus Christ. We think we're more than conquerors. We think we're healed. We think we're blessed. We think we're prosperous. Exactly. That doesn't really make them mad. But I've, that was all what the Word said, and we couldn't say we the couldn't, opposite. Yeah, no, right. You right. can't shoot yourself in the foot.
0: And and the fact that, that I, I can remember, Terry, the very first time somebody said to me at my Pentecostal church, you're just trying to tell God what to do.
1: Oh, I've had and that. And I
0: said, oh, no. Not, that's." I said, I'm just trying to do what he told me to do. And I remember that came out of my mouth. And I was just, I, I just thought, well, that's exactly what we're trying to do. We're trying to just obey God.
1: Exactly. And
0: and then when I found out, I'll give you a verse that, that really, really helped me. Numbers 23, 19. It no, said right. that God is not, not a man, man that he should lie. Yes, yes, and yes, if yes. he said a thing, he'll do it. And if he's no, spoken no, it, he's going to make it good. And as I as 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 just, as well. oh, my goodness. It was like, and here, I, here I'd already gone through three years and graduated from Bible college and had excelled in that environment of the Word of God and the local church and even traveled for the school on the weekends and played the piano and taught in churches and did different things. And then when Dean and I got married and then we um, moved back to work at Lakewood Church with his pastor there, I mean, it was just all, all of a sudden we were realizing uh, we're going to need resources we're going to need to have the bills paid (laughs) you know and the the next church yeah the the next church was my home church that we worked with and um they let us live on the church grounds and paid us thirty two fifty a week and we didn't even have a car but we just kept going forward Trying to figure out how to have healed kids and not be, because my kids were very sickly when they were born. And it was just all kinds of things like that. And then trying to figure out Dean was president of the choir. I was the church secretary assistant. And there were a lot of things going on. Like you and Jackie were in Mexico. There was, you were in the army, came back and went to Mexico. All of these things were, were being Uh, really these seeds of faith were being planted in our hearts that God's a good God. He's not part of the problem and he wants you to succeed and
1: you don't have to be a beggar or lose your dignity. And we determine we're not going to back up. We're not going to back back up. take no for an answer. We're going to keep going forward. Yeah. And that's what we did. And, and, And that's what we was talking about the other day on that trip. It's just even, even with my first missions trip, you know, most kids, I think, that were called the Mission Hills when they 13, like I was, you'd think you'd pick an easy trip. <laughs> like, well, I'd go to the church over here at three towns away and paint some houses for some right, elderly right. people or something. Right, no, right. my first trip was living in the jungle. <laughs> I mean, the, right. the jungle with man-eating animals and crocodiles right. and, you know, what yeah. have you, with, with an Indian tribe that didn't no, wear clothes.
0: Yeah, And the we heat. had to live
1: wildcat style, no catch, no eat. Nothing we shot a familiar. monkey, we got to eat monkey, we shot yeah. a, a, a parrot, we got to eat parrot, we didn't shoot anything, we didn't eat anything, and yet... And they told me, they said, now if you come down here, you're going to be sick. You come you know, you're going to be poor. Uh, it's going to be horrible. Wow. I wish I would have saved their letter. It was a classic. <laughs> it was a classic. Yeah, um, we had that letter. Embalmed with unbelief and fear. And yet it was the truth. They were just telling the way right. it was. And so they said, it's going to be bad. It's going to be terrible. It's going to be awful. And I said, I don't care. I love God. I'm coming. Yeah. And sure enough, for now, I got yellow fever. I got I, I guess I got tuberculosis. uh I never knew I had tuberculosis, but whenever I, I got in the army later, yeah. uh, I was out in training one day in basic training and, uh, they came out and, and, and blew a whistle and said, my, I said, yes. They said, get to the infirmary. They're calling you to the infirmary. So I thought, well, I wonder why I'm not sick. And so I went to the infirmary and the, the doctor was an officer, you know, and, wow. and I went in there and he wow. said, sound, wow. uh, you know, private. And I sat down and, and he said, uh, why didn't you tell us you've had tuberculosis? And I said, well, sir, I haven't. You most certainly have. Why didn't you tell us that? You could have stayed out of the Army if you would have told us that. And, and I said, "Well, wow. I haven't had tuberculosis. He said, <laughs> you most certainly have. He said, I've got your x-rays. We took your x-rays the other wow. day of your chest. He said, I see the scars, and I see where you've had tuberculosis. Why didn't you tell us? And I told him again, I said, because I never had tuberculosis. And I, I literally had left his office thinking that they had made a mistake. And then it dawned on me several years later. I thought, I wonder if I really did have tuberculosis, and God just healed me of it because they saw it on the X-rays.
0: I wouldn't doubt that. But I mean,
1: I picked a trip, or God picked a trip that was (laughs) just—I mean, it it was the one. It was the 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 one to kill a new missionary. The one, and and I got yellow fever. I got all those diseases. I had blood diseases where where I was bleeding all over my body and had so. I mean, they told me I was going to die. They thought I was going to die, and so. I long came long home long. and still wanted to be a missionary. I mean, I only stayed home two weeks, went right back, and been going ever since. But well, and, so it was and, real to me. Yeah. It was real to you. You indeed decided no, we're right. going to make this work. And, and Jackie and I would say, we're going to make this work. I mean, if we have to just. Exactly. Well, God I'm, has to send it with an albino raving pink big eyeballs. <laughs> well, he's going to support us.
0: Well, and what we what we really built into us, which we don't see a lot in other people and not, uh, probably the, the two most important things is that we really did love God and we really had a hunger for the word of God. Absolutely. We really wanted to work for God and that we didn't see setbacks as an excuse to quit that anytime there was a setback or anytime there was a challenge it wasn't something that we used just to, to stop using faith that's right or to stop that's obeying right. god or to not pursue
1: a goal that we had set we, up we there didn't that we want to compromise we didn't yeah. want to sit back we didn't want to say well exactly. this is good enough i'll settle for this we yeah. wanted we wanted to say this is god's word and right. we're going to live this you know renee i've had in those early days, you know these stories, but in those early days, I had three or four millionaires that would come to me to, and offer me all kinds of money, Right. <laughs> but they want me to ask them for it. Right. They want me to tell them my need. They're right. happy to meet my need. If I'll just tell them. Yeah. But we had determined just like you indeed determined, right. uh, you know, more of faith 101. You don't tell people your needs. Right. And you don't ask for a place to preach. You just believe God. And I had one. We were leaving town one day in Odessa, Texas. We were leaving Jackie and I and the kids. I don't think we had but two kids at the time. And uh, we were leaving to go drive to Mexico on a long trip. We had zero money. Uh, and I mean, there's no money in the bank. There's no credit cards. I mean, we got what we got in our pocket and that's it. And, we, that's and we're, right. we're leaving town and a that's millionaire right. called me that had a shop downtown. Uh, and he, he said, hey, you're leaving town today. I said, yes, sir. He said, stop by here. I need to see you before you go. So I stopped by there and I went in to ask him, you know, hey, I'm here. What can I do? Oh, I just want to see you before you left. And then he said, then he took He stuck his hand in his pocket and he said, tell me what you need. Terry, I'll I'll, I'll take care of it. Tell, tell, tell me what you need. You need, you need anything? Well, I'm not, I didn't have anything, Renee. I needed yeah. stuff desperately. Right. But I'm not going to tell him. Right. He's not my source. And I said, no, sir, God meets all my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Thank you. And I said, listen, i got to go. And I walked out, and he followed me with his hand in his pocket, followed me out to out his door, and then followed me. I was parked about half a block down the street. Followed me all the way down to my car with his right, hand in yes. his pocket. And I tell you, are you, sure you don't need anything? Are you sure? Are you sure? He had given me whatever I asked. And I didn't have anything. I needed gas, money. I needed food. I needed. I, I, wow. I'm taking a trip to Mexico with no money, no vision of any money coming no. in from anywhere. I mean, no promise of it. And uh, he followed me all the way out there and asked me, "Nateir, just are you sure you don't need anything? Sure? Are you sure? Are you sure?" Reaching in his pocket, and I said, "No, sir." I said, "Look, if God tells you to give me something, you just help yourself. But uh, you're not my source. I can't tell you." I said, "God meets my needs." Thing he's well, all right. Have a good trip. He never gave me a dime.
0: That's amazing.
1: And I've had to other mission, I've had guys pull a water $100 bills out like that, hold it in my face, say, Terry, if you need anything, you need this, tell me what you need, I'll take care of it. I mean, just like that, right? <laughs> and, and I said, no, sir. God, and I, mean, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't have two pennies to rub together. No, sir, thank you. I, I God meets my needs. Are you sure you don't need anything? Are you sure? sure? I'm, yeah, God tells you to give, help yourself. If He doesn't, then no, it's good well to, to me it's
0: it's the misunderstanding that the church has given you see i'm not trying to, to be a
1: world like you said yeah. we don't trying to get our name up in life mm-hmm. i'm just i, I want to eat and pay my bills but i'm not going to let them be my source. source another missionary came to me one time <laughs> and i mean, another not a missionary millionaire <laughs> came in my house in, in mexico where jackie and i live knocked on the door came in the house handed me a checkbook Mm-hmm. I said, what's this? He said, it's my checkbook. I said, I see that. What are you giving it to me for? He said, well, open it up. There's a signature card inside. Because I stopped at the bank down here mm-hmm. and uh, got a signature card. You sign it. And from now on, your and Jackie's needs are underwritten. Personal needs and ministry and anything you want from now on. And I just handed it back to him. And I said, thank you. I'm flattered, but I, you can't afford me. I said, if I trust in you, we'll both go broke. That's right. And I just gave it back to him. And he walked out didn't give me a dime. But he wanted me to tell him what. I need it.
0: Well, we're. these are all wonderful stories to help you understand and maybe untangle some misunderstanding about really what a walk of of faith is like, that we put our trust totally in the Lord and we do not trust in the things of the natural. And it's like Hudson Taylor said 150 years ago in China, he said, I was determined to move the hands of men by prayer towards God. And so with that in mind, uh, you know we're just gonna uh, tell you again today one more time we're out of time we're out of time <laughs> and uh, you are more, more than, than conquerors. conquerors god bless you all
1: Renee, i just want to remind you that the greatest miracle of all time and the only eternal miracle is salvation so uh, let's just do that right now pray this prayer after me father god i come before you today to accept jesus i believe in my heart jesus is the son of god i call on you today according to your word i ask you to forgive me of my sins wash me in your blood make me a new creature thank you lord for saving me and i'll serve you the rest of my days in jesus name if you prayed that prayer the bible says you're saved you're born again so write us let us know tell somebody that you prayed with terry and renee and that you gave your heart to jesus we love you and god bless you i said god if he pulls the trigger my job is to believe your word and your job is to do something about the bullet